And welcome back to the Keylock Podcast. My name is Joe Major. With me this week is Johnny Hodson and special guest Connor Cotterell. Well, it feels like deja vu. It's like we've already had this conversation. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Definitely nothing to do with uh, Johnny's tablet dying and his restarting the podcast. That was on me, though. I decided to restart. Yeah, so Connor hasn't been on the podcast in ages, so he gets to um, have special guest status for the episode. All right. And how's how's everyone doing? I know we've already answered this, but how is everyone? Has, has it changed in the past fifteen minutes? Or yeah, <laughs> you know, I was just in a podcast with a bunch of guys then, and I had a nightmare. Um, yeah, there's yeah, yeah, a lot of podcasts this week. <laughs> oh, you got a mug there, Joe. I see. Oh, yeah, it's a pink flag. <laughs> Tell us about that, mug. It's like bullet points going through Christ. Oh. I'll write it all down just in case. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll start from roughly where we ended. Um, I'd noticed today and over the past couple of days, this is company. I don't know if Johnny was here for this. Um, this is company called Hip Hip Genosis, right? Or hypnosis, depending on whether the G silence, I don't know. Um, but they've bought half stakes in all of Neil Wright's, Neil Young's rights um, for an undisclosed amount. But then the other day, they'd also bought all of uh, Lindsay Buckingham's from Fleetwood Mac's, um, all the rights to his stuff as well. Like, I haven't heard of this company before at all. And then in the space of like three days, they've been in the news twice for buying up like major artists. Right, which just seems nuts. I don't. I never understand the way that how that is a, like a a thing that you, that the rights to you to, to you your own material is for sale. Because did Michael Jackson do it with the Beatles? Yeah, years he ago. all the Beatles. Yeah, Paul McCartney. Yeah, it's got mm. it's got it all. Uh, it's oh, just no. oh no, sorry, Michael Jackson's got it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think now Paul's got it all back since Michael Jackson died. I think he bought it all back, mm. didn't he? But how is that a how is that a thing? Like, it's... I don't understand what kind of power. I mean, there was something about um, a rejected advert idea for one of Neil Young's songs. It was going to be a burger of love, um, advert that he declined. And so, like, they're on about they're not being that again. Like, there's not going to be any kind of misuse of his songs. But um, they now that, that's quite have... a fun thing, though, isn't it? Um, that like the. <laughs> You know, after after Johnny Cash died, um, Ring of Fire was going to be used for a Piles Cream advert, and his his estate just like, or I think it was used, and it's like his estate just went nuts and was like, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ring of Fire. I mean, it's perfect. You know what I mean? But they were just like, no, you can't. You've That's got hilarious, to actually. <laughs> the, the right. It's good. You know? It's good. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think you've got to protect your the integrity. That's why, isn't it? Because now they they can basically do whatever they want with their songs yeah. on any yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's the same with um. Have you seen the whole situation with this um? I think it's called Starman, the David Bowie biopic. Oh my god! Doesn't have any any David Bowie songs in it. Um, the guy looks nothing like. The guy Bowie. looks nothing <laughs> like him. Um. I yeah, saw that like, trailer the other day for the first time. Actually, I felt offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like just such a blatant cash-in on the whole Bohemian Rhapsody craze that went on, and obviously Rocket Man did well as well. Yeah. And, um, but if you don't have permission to do it, then don't do it. Like, David Bowie was very clear that he didn't want a, docu- a, a biopic made about him, and so naturally his estate have said, well, you're not using any of his stuff because he said that that's not something he wanted. But yeah. the filmmakers have just gone, all right, we'll just kind of make up like some songs that sound vaguely like boy stuff. Um, I'm not actually saying anything, I can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. It's probably more accurate than the documentary. <laughs> Literally, yeah. But that, that, that there was a massive. As soon as Queen kind of booted that door open, everyone was jumping on board. Like the Motley Crue one, which was very funny, but nothing else. 
Um, like it wasn't like any kind of close to a historical dot. But then again, like the date is supposed to be like a massive work of fiction, and it? it's just ridiculous. Yeah, um, I mean, to be fair, I did like the fact that at one point Mick Mars like breaks the fourth wall in in the dirt and just goes, "This didn't happen." They they like to think that it happened, but like it was then when uh, Diamond Dave turned up to their apartment, and Mick Mars was like, "Why would Diamond Dave be in?" Our apartment, like he was such a big rock star at the time. Like, why would he be hanging out with us? Like, of course not. Like, <laughs> and then it just goes back to the film. Like, it was, it was jamming away, and then all of a sudden, like, Slash kicks the door and yeah, like, yeah. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah, but like, there was something like the Elton John one is supposed to be really weird, isn't it? Because it's like I've, a, I've it's, still not seen it to be honest. It's oh, I haven't be... seen any of them. The Queen one, the Elton John one. David I saw him in Rhapsody. None of them. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet, but I've got it and I really want to see it. And it's one of those things that I keep going, I'll sit down and but like I've seen enough of it to know that they've played with history enough for me to be annoyed by it. Do you know what I mean? Like they kind of made yeah. out like Live Aid was their last big hurrah, but they they did like a big tour after that, you know, like they did. Yeah, they, yeah. They and as well, when... like um they talk about well, Live Aid in the film is like this thing that they reformed for, but in yeah. actuality they did a full tour before that as well. And um, yeah, we were on the way right. so Radio Gaga and Wanna Break Free and all that stuff is all yeah they've just done like a whale tour on that and yeah it just but that's why Sasha Baron Cohen dropped out isn't it because he was going to play Freddie Mercury originally yeah and then he, he I think from what I read he was basically like what are you doing like you, you're rewriting a guy's life here and, and you're, you're kind of making out like oh I'm queen the heroes for carrying on with it and I think like, he waited Sasha waited to come out it from a more real like actually what he was like as a person like a more darker kind of thing you know the kind of sex parties or whatever that he used to yeah, get up to yeah. and stuff like that and yeah. yeah i mean there's definitely like there's bits of that in, in the film there's like a very dark period in the film where it's just freddie going off on a you know massive coke themed right. thing where you know he's um having parties and all, all that kind of stuff um and you can tell he's miserable but um yeah i know what you mean it is it is strange to to, re- to rewrite it in that fashion suppose but, in in any of those it's like warning like it's not a documentary it's not there for historical fact it's there for entertainment you know what i mean and yeah yeah I'm just mean, the, when hollywood kind of blares the lines and stuff and it's like why couldn't like it would have been just as good if you'd have gone and portrayed it more accurately i think anyway. yeah yeah i mean that's the thing is like um, the vast majority of stuff that is based on a true story or is like even a, a dramatic retelling of any kind of factual event, the, the chances are is there's something in there that's been rewritten or changed yeah. to, to help the, the plot, you know. Um, well, well saving Private Ryan's a good example of that. Like, I, I read the real story of, of the Private Ryan thing, and it was a guy called Sergeant Nyland, um, and his brothers died, and, a, and a, an army chaplain drove up to the crossroads he was defending and said, Your brothers are both dead, get in the Jeep. And, and then he was evacuated to England. I mean, like that was it. You know, like pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. But how did you get ninety minutes out of that? <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Not, yeah. It's not as not as entertaining. <laughs> no, not, not not quite. You know, shooting at tigers and stuff. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think as well, like with with the Queen thing, because um, I mean the the, the live aid scene is absolutely fantastic that they built the entire stage for it in this big field and a lot of it was done with green screen and stuff but like you, you can tell that they were there they were playing and well playing um and I've so seen to have the making of footage of that and it's it, amazing you know what i mean like it's oh, yeah, like uh, it's it's phenomenal isn't it um oh, we've lost connor am i what hello oh we can Are see we Oh, you're you frozen. That's fun. What's going on? You're still We're there. Not... There we go. Hello. Well, <laughs> you all froze. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so to have that as like the, the big finale scene, it would have been a bit weird for them to like be already on this massive successful tour and then going into that. So it makes sense for the plot if like, you know, there were sort of struggling in rehearsals behind the scenes for Live Aid and it was like, will it work? Will it won't work? Uh, will it will it not work? And then to have the triumph for Live Aid um, made sense for the plot. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they kind of 
the, what they could have done, and Queen, Queen to me now seems just like a big money making machine. Like they're on that thing with that Adam Lambert guy who's um, like from the the American X Factor. Um, like they've said they're not going to write any more stuff, and it's like I can't imagine. I mean, I realise that Queen have been doing it for forever, and you know what I mean. Like they must get to a point where they go, I've got nothing more to say. But I can't imagine being at a point where I just go, I don't want to write any more songs. I've written all the songs I want to write now. Like, yeah, Let, let's go on twelve million greatest hits to us and yeah like i just think like is it is it just like a big cat was was the last thing that they did with the, the album they did with paul rogers was that your last kind of big we're gonna be creative and oh actually we can make more money by just getting this guy who's very like freddie mercury to well be, yeah th- see this no. is the thing that, like i have the problem with is i mean i'm sure adam lambert is a great singer i haven't really listened to him in queen very much but you know he's gonna be a, a good singer to be in queen um he can do that that's fine but like the reason that i liked the paul rogers thing is because they chose somebody that was pretty much the complete opposite of, of freddie mercury to be in queen because freddie mercury is irreplaceable you can't put somebody else in that place and expect it to be the same so they picked somebody else completely different but very good in his own right I mean, exactly yeah like he's he was like they the story with it was that um there was an island records like celebration thing and apparently like brian and paul rogers had known each other for years like there's loads of stuff in like the 90s and stuff of them working together um and uh, they were both on like all right now was was closing the show and uh, but but queen had been on island so they were they were doing we were rocky and we are the champions and paul, paul was over in england without his band so brian rang paul rogers and said just to kind of kill two birds with one stone if we back you for all right now will you sing we, we were rocky and we are the champions and then like that that happened and then they, they kind of went woof bloody hell that was a lot of fun you know what i mean like we should do more of this so that's like a natural thing in it like like we all jammed together and all kind of went hey this works you know what i mean like yeah, we yeah. up and go right we're putting a band together and that's it you're gonna join but where's the other with adam lambert i kind of feel like it was a do you remember him? He kind of—he's got like a big high voice. I mean, we can—we'll just call him now and just make rate loads of cash in. It just doesn't seem like a natural music thing. Yeah. I've seen stuff they do together, and it all seems a very musical. Do you know what I mean? It all seems very kind of it's like a tribute band. Something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the like the, the most expensive Queen tribute band you're ever gonna see. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's mainly like the the costume element for me is like he's. Adam Lambert is definitely trying to be Freddie Mercury more than Paul Rogers was trying to be Freddie Mercury. When when yeah. Paul Rogers was in there, it was Paul Rogers singing Queen songs. It wasn't mm. Paul Rogers trying to be Freddie Mercury, which is what Adam Lambert is. Um, that, that's the thing, and it with Paul Rogers, you've got like decades of musical integrity. He doesn't have to try and be anyone else. He just has to sing the songs how he interprets them. Whereas yeah, the other yeah. guy, is who who is he you know what i mean like no one really knows who he is apart from the guy that was on the x factor there's not i've got nothing against him but he hasn't got the he, has, he just doesn't bring the same caliber as paul rogers does so like, yeah yeah you're stepping into queen your default is to just go bang well I, you know i'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll be a member of queen i've never actually heard him the adam lambert guy never like i know of him but i've never it's, actually heard him sing queen songs i have no interest <laughs> Honestly, no, no, not really. I like I've stumbled across stuff like there's there was a um, there's a documentary on the telly, and I'll watch any, any music documentaries. Like I watched an Oasis documentary. I'm not a big Oasis fan. I just find it interesting. You know what I mean? Like mm. happens in studios and stuff. And um, I I kind of watched through that, and I was just the whole thing just kind of made me go mm, like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. great, but it's like that's not what I'm what I don't want that. You know what I mean? I want something else i want to be moved and it's just just makes me feel a little bit vegas yeah <laughs> mm. did you see anything from uh from kiss and um, on their new year i'm sure that they've just done no no i didn't so, new year fair, show um, like live so show yeah yeah so it was um it's called kiss 2020 goodbye which i thought was genius in its own right like fair play to whoever thought of that one um <laughs> So they, they flew out to Dubai, of all places. <laughs> That's and... <brilliant. laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? 
I have a feeling that like the name came first and then they're like, oh, we've got to do something with that. What can we do? And then figure out like, we should do a live show. Um, Someone said it as a joke. And it's like, oh, yeah. maybe we should let's do a show with it. As well. I'll kiss the band that sell air guitar picks. Yeah. Empty bags with air guitar picks written on it. Like, they are mad. Done it at some point. You can get a kiss casket, which uh, is uh, <laughs> always fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they flew out to Dubai, built an absolutely humongous stage. This stage was just unbelievably huge um, and did a live stream show basically to no one, just to, to the hotel um, and streamed out. I didn't get a ticket, um, but I've seen clips of it. It looked it looked all right, but that's mainly because you could definitely tell that Paul Stanley was lip syncing. So, oh, um, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I saw Kiss back in 2010, and Paul Stanley's voice was shot to bits back then, um, and now all of a sudden it sounds much better. So either he's got a, a new vocal trainer that's doing really well, or he's on track. I did not have you down for a Kiss fan, I've got to say. Right? Uh, um, I do I do quite like Kiss, to be honest. Like Especially the uh, earlier stuff, you know, like Strutter and... Is this, gonna, um, is this like stars or something next gig we play? You're going to turn up with like with the cat makeup on? Like, what? This is me now. Aye. I think you should just not mention it at all. Like act like everything's normal. Just come in like, hey guys. Oh yeah. Just, full, full, I don't. As if not everything is completely normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Tom was kind of coming to a gig in a dress, so I feel like dressing dressing as a member of Kiss isn't sort of too far away from. I'm not a yeah. big Kiss. I'm not a Kiss fan at all. But I saw them at Download one year, and uh, it was actually I really enjoyed it. <laughs> that's the thing. Like it was it, actually um, amazing as a show. Like it was like wow, this is like incredible. Like that's the thing. Musically, he came across the crowd in the air on a zip wire. <laughs> it's like it was. It was so stupid. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, musically they haven't been fantastic in in quite some time. Except for I mean, I am a massive fan of Eric Singer, the drummer. Um, because he was in Alice Cooper for a while before that, and right. um, I do really like his playing style. But yeah, I mean, well, I'll say vocally they haven't been fantastic in, in a while. But um, the show is something that you've you've got to experience at least once in your life because mm. it is, um, it is a good laugh. Like I mean, there was one point in, in the finale when I saw them, and like my chest was like. <laughs> I was going like, having half palpitations because there was like just so much pyro going off. I was like, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Slipknot won a headline in the day before and kissing like a bigger show. It was just like so over the top, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that was always the like philosophy from way back though, wasn't it? Putting stadium like stadium shows into clubs and yeah, then you just graduate yeah. to stadiums. But I, I always think that um you know like normal people like just just the average the average guy like if you yeah. say i'm playing a gig i find when i'm talking to people people either think that you're like you know in, in a in the corner of a pub like knocking out bon jovi covers or they think you're like kiss you know what i mean and yeah, like fireworks yeah. like, and like there's no in between you know what I mean? you're, you're either they're going oh halfway there or like yeah, it's like bang bang <laughs> <laughs> like zip wires and stuff. Yeah, you trying to trying to explain that there is a middle ground to people. People don't want to believe it. Hi, very strange. You do a I zip mean... wire for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, he'd fall off that so quickly. In in the in the cla- in the Clarence. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> 10 centimeters off the floor and he's hanging yeah. over here like like the Bon Jovi video it's like the key change yeah <laughs> yeah Christ. straight to the bar straight to the, uh, the like... pizza to go <laughs> that's the problem that I have is like there's certain genres that get away with having like massive stupid shows like, like Kiss like you know the kind of glam scene and I think heavy metal as as a genre can get away with bigger shows and, and more mm. pyro and all that kind of stuff. But then when you go and see like more classic rock stuff, there's just nothing there. And but like at the mm. same time, it just it would be weird if you went and saw 
bad company and you know there was like fireworks going off on every side i mean to be fair the last time i saw bad company they had you know the uh the co2 cannons that shoots out no. like a, a smoke essentially but it's not smoke. Yeah. It's like a, um but they were just loud like it was like that's a cool effect but then it's like i can't hear the music anymore because it's like <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, um, there, there's actually a story that paul rogers was telling about the um when he played bad company on the piano with queen he said like that they had this like under the ground under the stage lift thing and he said so he was playing away and he said i, I told him oh i'm not sure about this like i've never really done anything like this before and he said so like the second night they're in new york or whatever and he's playing away and all of a sudden bang and he looks up and he said i'm playing away and there's brian may landing up like at the end of, like, like he'd fallen oh. on the piano he said, but he like he said like any guitar player would landed neck up. Like he was like he was like sprawled out. But like and, and he's like in this hole, like the emergency stop's been hit. And he's like, I'm like, what do I do here? Yeah. I mean there's there's plenty of clips of uh, like Steven Tyler falling off stage because they've got, you know, no things Joe on the Perry. sides of the thing. <laughs> Yeah, Dave Grohl's kind of known for it now, isn't he? So I think, yeah, yeah, because he he did that. Um, it was like the week of um when we were in Classic Rock magazine, and so our articles were stacked on top of each other. So it was like Dave Grohl falls off stage again, and then Keylocked introducing this new band. I was like, get it, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> underneath Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever fallen on stage, Connor? You you like a drink, don't you, mate? I've I've seen you put some. <laughs> some... <laughs> I've never fallen off stage, unfortunately. No, not yet. There's always time. There's always time. Yeah. There's how about time. New Year's? I've had some close calls, especially when you get like on these um, you. Sort of grass, <laughs> grassroots down, festivals. <laughs> the grassroots festivals where like they just decide that like there's a stage which is already quite high then there's a drum riser at the back of that stage and then a straight six foot drop to the ground then a couple of feet back from that there's the backdrop and the light rate lighting rig and all that kind of stuff mm. um so then you get up there and it's like there's not enough room on the on the riser for a full drum get under person so <laughs> you just kind of like sat like with the snare drum in your lap just trying to like i, I please don't lean backwards and <laughs> Yeah, there's been some been some close calls like that, but I, I've, I've fallen once, but the uh, I was playing a stage that at the, the front of the stage, like so it was just like a, a set stage that was kind of built into the room, and then to extend the stage out the front, they had like those you know those like stages on legs kind of thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there was just it must have been about a five and a half inch lip between the front of the stage being a little taller and the back. And I, uh, I was singing away, giving it, giving it some soul. And as I stepped back, my ankle just rolled. But I, I, it wasn't like a kind of like a fall. It was like a kind of controlled like, roll to the ground. Yeah. It's kind of just laying there for a minute, like, oh, what what's going on? I've played in in a couple of social clubs um, in my time in, in in covers bands and stuff, where there's a stage and then there's like a rolling stage that comes out from the front, like underneath the main stage, juts out like that. Yeah. Nightmare. <laughs> like, if there's ever a gig that something's gonna go wrong, it's gonna be that one. Because, hey, man, you know the uh, the I'm sure in Leeds where we first played, man, I'm sure they had one of them, <laughs> and it was. Um... And we were kind of stuck. We were playing away, and I'm kind of standing there, going, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, "I'm not doing this anymore." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it just starts going for you. Christ, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've definitely definitely played in a few places as well, where in certain pubs and social clubs as well, where you get in there and the stage is the size of a drum riser so we've ended up having to like set up on the floor and then i've used the stage as a drum riser mm. um yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah I've played in places like that jesus yeah like, you know when you see a stage and you think you couldn't have a game of friggin monopoly on that you know mm. like yeah. you stage like what are you talking about you're standing in front of it and then you go where's the stage <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, you're on it yeah. <laughs> Worst part about that was like the amount of times where, because we were on an agency that um, booked bands for 
social clubs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we had nothing to do with the actual booking process. It, we just got told where to go and what time. So we'd show up to these places, walk through the front door. First words were, you're not a rock band, I is. It's like, you booked us, like, how a... <laughs> and then you know for a fact that the entire night there's just going to be people sat there going... I want to hear Bon Jovi. I want to hear Journeys. Don't stop believing. It's like we don't do that one because everybody else does that. Like you know, you hear that every other week here. Why can't you have like a, a week off and listen to something new? Like, but no, I want to hear your take on it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we definitely we did a few sort of uh, crowd pleasers. That, well, everybody was straight up to the dance floor for uh, Dakota by Stereophonics. Of course. Yeah. Um, that was our kind of step into the uh generic cover band set <laughs> yeah i've done no, i've done enough of those wedding gigs but um yeah i, I well i don't i don't I'm, i don't miss them the money was nice but yeah it's like i don't miss i don't miss doing them at all yeah but yeah it's I mean, like dakota it's... was one i used to do mr brightside obviously that's a big one yeah we, we one. purposefully avoided mr brightside um, oh yeah god yeah I mean, yeah. that's, unfortunately, I had to play it like the back of my hand because I just yeah, had to yeah. play it so many times. <laughs> Sex on fire. I'm not. I'm, the only thing I don't that I don't miss about gigging is the residency gigs, like for for the headhunters and stuff. When people will come up and go, do you know such and such? And I go, no, we're, we're a blues band, love. And she go, whoever, you know. Oh well, do you know what about this? And I go, we're. A, blues band and they go well what's blues and i was like well you want me to list me fucking set list like it's just just see if you know hoochie coochie man you know what i mean like yeah like, yeah and then and then one of one of my favorite things oh blues are the beatles blues i go no, no not really go, oh well do you know ticket to ride and i'd say well if you stay around we'll play it at the end he <laughs> dies <laughs> you don't play it <laughs> Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, mate, forgot. Yeah, for, for the first year I was in the band that did covers, um, with with the same agency, we were booked up to do holiday parks. Which that is the most sort of deflating experience is being a rock band playing in holiday parks. Um, <laughs> Because I mean, for the for the, the first, you know, the last gig we played <laughs> was the exact that's event. different. I mean, look, yeah, we weren't supported uh, by bloody Bradley Bear at that, though, were we? Like, there wasn't a magic show in between. It's slightly, you know, slightly higher caliber, but yeah, um, yeah, that that was a nightmare. I was gonna make blue animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause, I mean, half half of those stages were, were too small. Um, to have the full band on and then like we'd set up our gear in the afternoon and then they'd have like their afternoons and evenings activities where they'd have you know the red coats or whatever they are in the haven parks um come out and they'd do their show you know dancing and all that bollocks and and then then we'd get up and clear the room in about 10 minutes flat um we used to open with um a properly rocked up cover of eleanor rigby into right. Born to be Wild by Stephen Wolf. <laughs> so that instantly like let people know like you're not gonna like us, so just leave. We're still getting paid, so just leave. <laughs> and there was always like for the first because the first set would be like all the parents and their kids would still be there, and then we'd go off, they'd do the bingo or whatever. And then by the time we'd come out for the second set, all the kids would have gone to bed and it would just be the adults at that point. So second sets were usually pretty fun because you just have all the adults in there and that was fine, but like you know, you sat there playing Dakota by Stereophonics and there's, a, you know, a bunch of kids on the dance floor grooving away. It was like, I, this isn't for me. <laughs> but the pay was good, so... Um... Joe, uh, Connor, when you played um, Rad Wolf, you know, in in Alsace... Yeah, yeah. Um, was the kids there then? Uh, not a lot. There were some, but yeah, not... There was like like a small group, maybe. They all kind of stood kind of right in front of the stage, like right where the carpets ended. You're you're upstairs, right? Like up the upstairs bit when you walk into the brewery. We were downstairs. Oh, you were downstairs. We were upstairs. On the floor in front of that big door. Yeah, yeah. Um, And all all these, there's about six kids all stood staring at, at, at us, kind of dancing. 
And I'm singing like Delta Blues songs, like about people shooting and misses and stuff. You know? <laughs> God, I hope your grasp on English isn't very good. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that going to shoot you? <laughs> you know, like... Are you doing it to the kids, like trying to shoot them, imitate <laughs> shit? Please ride my mama. <laughs> no, there were no kids, fortunately. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think there was like a dog walking around. <laughs> it's like for some yeah, reason there was like a dog. Yeah. Was there yeah. a dog when you were there as well? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that hotel we woke up in the next day, man, was just incredible. Like in the in the middle of the valley, and mm. uh, the in the big breakfast room. Oh, it's such a beautiful area. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you was a, that was a great gig. Huh? Yeah, we we'll back soon. Uh, well, we would have, you know, last year, but <laughs> obviously. Oh didn't happen yeah. I'm sure we will at some point again it'd be great like, great if we could play there now we go got down well there definitely thought we definitely go down well there gotta get all the working visas and stuff sorted now oh fuck yeah 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 uh, the, the thing that's sort of given me hope with this entire situation is the fact that like that there's still a lot of smaller like American bands seem to come and play around Europe mm. and it hasn't been like this you know you don't see them kind of going oh well we can't do Europe because of all these fees and all these visas and all that kind of stuff so I'm like it can't be that difficult surely because there's smaller bands from America doing it why can't we do it you know and yeah. um, I wonder how many of them signed you are I wonder how many of them are signed and I've just I've got labels paying potentially you know? yeah I, I don't know it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, we'll, we'll soon see because you know, fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. um, and we'll find out. Yeah. There's like a lot, like a lobby for like a musician's passport essentially to, to continue working in the EU and stuff like that. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I mean, just... The thing is, it's it's not good for for anybody in the European Union and us if. Europe can't come to England and England can't come to Europe. It's it's like culturally that is such a, a massive defeat that um I just don't <laughs> think they would let it happen. Um, uh, I've, I've but, thought that for four years though, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure, once everything goes back to normal, then like, you know, people are gonna start complaining about it more and like, it's yeah. gonna come up more, but people haven't really you know hasn't really come up yet because obviously you can't travel or anything anyway so but yeah once exactly, things yeah. go back to normal then it's going to be like a big thing yeah yeah fingers crossed right, we're going to take a, a super quick jaunt um into album club for a, a second so here's album club So Album Club is where we take an album, go away, listen to it, come back, talk about it. Um, we're in the in-between week this week. So um, last week we listened to Who's Next by The Who. Um, it's my turn to to choose the album, um, I think. It definitely... How, how loosely have you managed to link this to Biffy Clyro? <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem is, right... I tried. I tried so hard. I was like, I need to find some kind of modern band. We had like you know the Faces and the Who. We've been sort of in that era for for a while. Uh, I just couldn't do it. Um, who chose who's next? So I, I'm choosing next week's album. Um, nice. Johnny chose who's next. Um, yes. Great album. Oh yeah. So um, it's many years. Just that bass line won't get filled again in the cut. <laughs> Yeah, have you seen the isolated version of Ent Whistle, just on yeah. YouTube? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I must have I must have watched that like more than fifty times. Yeah. You know what's funny, man? Like I always think, um, I I do it as well. You know, if you get back in the bus and you played a good gig and you think I am the fucking tit, I'll always go back and watch something and go, yeah, there's still a way to go. You know what I mean? Like mm. I'll watch Paul Rogers live or a muddy thing or like you know I'll just go it's still a way to go because I do that often yeah yeah <laughs> I do that often yeah fuck me yeah. you know yeah yeah I feel like way more bands should release their stems to, to be bought by you know just or downloaded by people because the amount of like 
you know, the, some John Bonham ones, the Entwistle ones, there's some vocal ones from, from various people. It's like, it's always the most interesting thing listening to the individualized parts. Um, yeah. That it's weird that it's not more common practice to find the stems from all these uh, tracks and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd really like to see more bands do it because, I mean, that's stuff that fascinates me. Um, and there's probably other musicians that would listen to it, you know I mean? The fucking nerds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, it's my week to to find the link. So um, again, I tried everything to to get us to a modern era, but it just didn't happen. So um, it was who's next was recorded at was it Olympia Studios? Was that so? Some of it. Yeah, some of it was recorded there. So I've picked another album that was recorded in Olympia Studios. So uh, I've gone for Deep Purple's Fireball. Um, so we'll go away listen to that come back next week and we'll have, chat about that we'll have to have Connor on yeah yeah, yeah. 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 let me know sweet sweet yeah yeah maybe, know maybe try yeah. try a full full four next week see if that, see if it works mm. a foursome yeah. it's going to be the fourth we'll get Aaron back on yeah um, yeah um, nice. so yeah um Deep Purple's Fireball is, is for next week's album club. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was looking at, like, because Who's Next was honoured in the 2002 Grammys, I believe. It had, like, some thing, you know. Um, so I was like, let's check out the 2002 Grammys. I think John Mayer had won Best Rock Album that year. So I was like, well, that's not a gore, is it? So um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, don't mi- I don't mind John Mayer, but he's not, you know. There's a great... I say he's a rock um, musician, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, there's a great video, man, of John Mayer sat next to BB King on stage. Oh, and- I've seen. I know what you're talking. About. <laughs> and he's going on, and BB King is like, you know, if you keep saying it, if you keep doing all this, I'm just gonna get up and walk off. And then John Mayer's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Getting sold like, off by BB King on stage. Yeah, that was quite cringe, cringy, wasn't it? It's such a weird anomaly, James. Uh, James, John Mayer, because like, um, he's definitely like a musician's musician. Hmm. I like him. He's, he's playing like, in, in like arenas and like stadiums and stuff, and he's in the Grateful Dead now, which is weird. And that's, that's and he always weird. has he has good musicians like in his band. Always. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just like I've I've tried to get into him. I just I just struggle. I think all, all of it has like is a very similar level that it's all at, and it all just sounds a bit the same to me. But I, that's probably because I haven't delved too deep into it. But you know what? I think the, it's that's the problem. And it, it, I've been shown John Mayer a couple of times, but you'll love this. You love the blues, so you'll love this. And automatically, I kind of go, mm. oh, God, yeah. I mean, to be fair, coming at John Mayer from a he's a blues artist perspective is never going to end well because he's, 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 a, he's a pop yeah, artist. That's the, wrong, that's the wrong way to come across it, even as a rock artist, I think. Like, he's a pop artist really yeah, but he's yeah obviously heavily influenced by blues and you know rock some rock stuff but yeah, yeah. But I, I, think I, I like some of this stuff i like this guy and show me a few good tunes but like every time they've kind of every time i've seen anything i've kind of got a preconceived thing of what it's going to sound like it's going to sound probably somewhere like um uh oh the big guy that plays guitar uh, 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 anyway um uh, it's gone. Um, the big guy that plays guitar. What? <laughs> it going white or American guy? On a massa. No. Although, yeah, that's a good example. I, I think it's probably going to sound somewhere like you know, like Bonamassa or mm-hmm. that kind of American bluesy, rocky mm-hmm. kind of sound, like modern sound. And yeah. I've kind of been. Uh, it's nice that you know. I, mm, Nothing's ever really blown me away, so I don't know. Send, send me some, send me some tunes, boys. If there's anything in there that you think I'd, uh, I'd dig. From John Mayer, I like, yeah, yeah. I feel like a couple of tracks, but on the whole, I'm not massively keen. My favourite is the kind of trio stuff he did. You know, it's done that period where he's like done the trio live album with Pino Palladino and um, uh, Steve Jordan, and it was mm. it's a live album, but it's actually some blues covers on that. Now, that is a fucking rhythm section there, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's why it's, that's is like that's why it sounds so good, mainly because of the rhythm section. I mean, yeah. it's incredible. The live album, it's amazing. Yeah. 
yeah, I'll send you some stuff from that. And then say he does some really good blues covers on that as well. Mm, cool. Cool. So, yeah. Right. Um, let's head into some uh, some cheeky lemons and peaches. So lemons and peaches is where um, we each give one thing about our week that we did not like, which is our lemon, and three things that we did like, our peaches. Um, now, I mean, I already stole the segment from another podcast, um, which is Late at Night with Brian Wecht, if you haven't. Go listen to that because it's a, it basically a better version of what we do. Um, but uh, they've started doing it where um, they do a round of lemons first and then everybody else does the peaches. So I think we should try try uh, going around the lemons first and then we'll do peaches afterwards. Um, okay. So does anybody have a lemon to start with? or um, I, have, I have mine ready. Go. Um, so basically about... 15 minutes before we started the podcast, um, I was setting up the, the equipment and uh, got the mic stand up and, and put the mic on it, tightened it, and the thread went on the screw. So um, I currently have my microphone uh, taped to a bit of a, an electronic drum kit. Um, it's, uh, apologies for the audio there. Um, so that's fun. I'm really, really pleased that I broke my microphone clip so you were saying open 21st century problems aren't they oh yeah oh. i mean to be fair this is what lemons and peaches is about it's about getting petty with it and uh you know yeah but yeah i i have to now figure out another way of, of mounting this microphone which will probably include buying another uh shock mount for it so nah, it's not yeah. ideal dirty who's going next for lemons then Kyle, do you want to go or should I jump in? You jump in there, Johnny. Um, my lemon this week, let me see. Uh, Jess isn't very well. So, yeah, that's my lemon. <laughs> it's just, it's quite <laughs> fair, yeah. just a little bit under the weather, you know. So, yeah. Um, I think it's, it's um, what's rough is in any situation like that, you can't do it. Like, there's nothing I can do, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like a Cajun healer or anything. I can't you know, put, put my hands on and healer as much as I try. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's a little under the weather. Uh, All right, what would I say? I say, um, <laughs> not to, I had, um, I had a kind of problem with my knee recently. Um, I had to actually go into hospital and kind of had to have right. something called a, a knee infusion. It's just like a, a part of a. So I haven't been able to walk. So, well, I, I I can walk, but like not like you know, like properly, you know, kind of like sort of half limping. So basically, it's kind of stomach condition that I have, blah blah blah. But then the kind of uh, like sort of swelling and stuff. So I had this like massive needle put in. I didn't expect it to happen like this quickly. So as I was there, kind of getting it checked up, they were like, okay, yeah, we could do it now, sort of thing. And then like stuck the needle in drained out this kind of fluid thing not particularly good with needles so yeah it's fun but that's done but yeah that wasn't very well nice part, part you know, because i had knee troubles as well but I had it's like the top this cartilage yeah it's like the, just by the right top at the top of my knees like a swelling oh, so i can't like really bend it and it gets like really stiff i think it might be a winter thing i don't, I, I don't know it's the second time it's happened happened Great. around the same this time like last year now you know but oh shit there you go. There's my lemon. Yeah, I'd say that's uh, <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> a little bit less petty than uh, than mine, but no, my stand, bro. <laughs> oh, boo! Leave you can walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Apologies. Um, right. So, um, my peaches <laughs> this week. Um, so, um, I was meant to do this last week, but I completely forgot about it. I'd even like said to myself like this is going to be one of my pages this week um last week i was out in uh, in stockton town center and we literally have a high street fashion brand on, on our in our high street in our, in our town center we've got river island nothing else we don't have new look top man top shop no top man no top man it's closed we we have one um, in top shop's closed now isn't it that's it yeah yeah it's it's fully gone isn't it yeah yeah 
bloody hell. So, um, no more edgy top man shirts for me, which is, uh, that, that should be my lemon anyway. <laughs> Another lemon is, I don't have any more edgy top man shirts. Um, no, so, um, I'd seen a sign on the thing that was like, you know, we've got a sale on. So I was like, let's have a wander in. You know, there's not much chance of getting anything from Riverrand. I've not been massively impressed with what they've had in. Um, managed to get three pairs of trousers, uh, one of which I'm wearing today, and a denim shirt for 20 quid. Oh, hey. I paid less for one item, well, for, for all of them, than I would have done for a single item of the lot. Like, we figured out it was probably, like, close to 150 quid's worth of River Island stuff that I got for 20 quid. So I am uh, well happy with that. Um, peach number two is that um, it, it's uh, strange. Well, I didn't lose last week's podcast, which very nearly happened, because um, after we finished recording, we end the call, and then, like, Zoom converts the meeting into a, a video form, which then I use to edit. Um, so last week I left the computer running and forgot to actually check up on it. So then the next day I came to it ready to edit it and it wasn't there. Um, so that was a stressful kind of 10, 15 minutes of figuring out how to find the files and how to convert it again and all that kind of stuff. So I genuinely thought that I was like, we just don't have a podcast this week, and it was a good one last week as well. I thought so. I was uh, no more moment. I'm just like, I've lost the podcast, <laughs> yeah. So, no, I got it back though, um, which is all good. Um, and I'd say my last one is today I watched a really nice video of a musician that uh, me and Connor both have um, a mutual appreciation of, I believe, um, in Corey Wong, oh, of Wolfpack. Yeah. Uh, He's doing a series on YouTube called How to Be a Musician with Ernie Ball. Um, okay, and I've never heard he, of it. It's, it's really good. It's well worth a watch. It's like, because, I mean, he's a funny guy anyway. Um, yeah. So it's quite humorous and all that kind of stuff. But um, today's episode was um, how to kind of pack for tour. But instead of him doing it, he got his two, like, young daughters to go out and, like, pack his suitcase for him and pack guitars and all that kind of stuff, which was just really cute and funny. So, um had a nice time watching that. That was fun. So, cool. all right. Uh, Johnny this, Peaches. This is a this is a River Island shirt, Joe. Is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah I get everything on eBay though, don't I? For like thirty p. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got. A, I finally got a pair of moccasins, man. Moccasins. So yeah, yeah. Like Clark's moccasins, and like I was, like, like me. You know, me and Aaron, I look at this kind of like who's going to be fit. Like when when so I want a pair of moccasins, like, oh yeah, a pair of moccasins would be cool. And then, yeah, I got there first. Um, my, my proper peach, not the moccasins, all my River Island bargain chair. Um, uh, me and Jess uh, kind of donate to a charity called Four Ocean. Um, they actively go and clear up all the plastics that are in the, in the ocean. Um, and I had a, a little bit of money from Christmas, and uh, yeah, quite pleased. You know, when you just get a good little buzz. Because the the idea is that when you donate, they pull like it it um it affords them enough to go and like pull a pound of plastic from the ocean. Mm. Uh, and considering the oceans are literally like the lungs of the world, and we're systematically trying to destroy the earth that we live on, I just think it's a little bit important to kind of try and take care of them when you can. So yeah, I feel there. Uh, Feel pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, while I'm here, I'm gonna give this a plug. My mum is uh, my mum whose knees are worse than Connor's. Um, <laughs> it's not a competition, Jesus Christ. It's gonna be a regular topic that's gonna to come up. My knees now. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's doing a, a, a like a three or four mile walk or something for cancer research. Um, so. So yeah. So I've uh, I've donated to that as well. And if anybody watching. Uh, in, out in the world wants to go and donate to that then uh, drop us a message is there a link i will link it in the description if yeah, you know. I'll, I'll give you a link here if anyone wants to, to donate to julie's uh <laughs> to, to her charity work then i'm sure she'll be made up she's only trying to get 100 quid bless her she's only trying oh. to she's only trying to get 100 quid <laughs> i was like you know okay. hey, she's like oh i don't i don't know if anyone will donate <laughs> oh. cute on you uh, my peach, I guess. Uh, well, actually, during the lockdown and earlier on, it's like been a while, but I've been uh, taking it upon myself to learn how to like properly set up 
my instruments, you know, like, you know, my basses and stuff like that, you know, like mm. adjust the neck, the actions, like before I've kind of done it and like bluffed it, but like actually taking it upon myself, got free time now and like no gigs. So I can actually, you know, test it out, even if I fuck it, fuck it up, but kind of test it out, figure out properly how to do it, watch videos and stuff. Nice. I think I've done a pretty decent job. Which is, I think I've kind of got the hang of it now. I've set up my own basis, which is great. I don't have to go into London and pay you know, 60, 80 odd quid to get myself. So it's like, you know, like save a lot of money. Kind of, um, I, I've, got a, I've got a thing that uh, when I get harps, I like to take them apart just to see where all the music lives. Do you know what I mean? Like just to see where it, what's going on inside. Really, yeah. Just, yeah. There's just something kind of nice about being able to go, right, I know how that works now. So if anything does go wrong with it, oh, I yeah, can, big time, yeah. Realize what it is that's wrong with it, and I can either sort it out or you know. I'd love to do that. I just I'm too scared about doing like irreversible damage because it's like, it wood. <laughs> so it's like I don't yeah. really want to fuck things up too much. But yeah, I need to get like a really shitty face or something just to properly. I'd love to learn more, like actually, like properly how to, you know take it apart completely, learn about the electronics inside and stuff like that. How to you know even like you know, but yeah. But, I know that every time he buys a guitar, he strips it, completely strips it, takes he? all the electronics out and puts all his own wiring, just because he, tr he trusts his, his own wiring skills better than mm. like, other people, essentially. And then he says, well, if anything goes wrong with it, like, I know, what's, I know what it is that's wrong with it, because I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Any more peaches, Con? Any more peaches? I don't think I'll do. He hasn't got a lump on his knee anymore. What was that? <laughs> he hasn't got a lump on his knee anymore. <laughs> no. yeah. Apart from my knee, and uh, I, yeah, like my life is great. <laughs> lo lo loving life, you know. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> nice, yeah, great. Well, um, I think that about wraps us up. Is there any admin that we need to get through? I don't know. Um, other than the usual, subscribe, rip, uh, click the bell on YouTube. That's one we haven't plugged in a while. There's various follow buttons on Spotify if you're listening to the podcast. Um, you can subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or at slash or at Keylock the Band and everything. Um, yeah, I think that about wraps us up. So we'll see you next week. Um, We'll be back for the final episode of the season. It's uh, episode 20 of the podcast. Who would have thought? Um, so, yeah, is it? We'll, it is, yeah. <laughs> 20, 20 hours, probably, roughly, of, uh, of content that we've made. More than that. I know, yeah. Some of them got about an hour and a half, didn't they? So, yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So, that wraps us up. We'll see you next week. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>